Well, hello and welcome to Hull Seahawks Behind the Curtain, episode 30. We have, we finally hit the big free zero. It's taken us some time to get there. But we've got a very, very exciting episode for you today. I'm joined by a very good friend of mine, major sponsor of the Hull Wreck-It Seahawks, and our 12 Days of Christmas podcast competition winner, Ed Nielsen. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm very well. Very well indeed. Thanks, Connor. Yeah, not bad at all. And uh, yeah, thanks for the invite. Much appreciated. Pleasure to have you on. It's been a long time coming, this one. We've been talking about it uh, for quite a while, uh, ever since we, we found out you'd be coming on the pod. And we've had so many different ideas, and because it's kept getting pushed back, we kept reformulating them, but finally got around to it. So I want to start off where we start off with most of our guests, and that is you and hockey and how you got into it. Um, it, it's to be honest, a bit of a long-winded one. I I started going to see, funnily enough, I picked the jersey very deliberately, actually. Uh, started off going to see the Humberside Hawks in the mid nineties, so it'd be ninety five ish, or not, yeah, ninety four, ninety five. Well, it must be ninety five. Went with my dad and my brother and family, a various family. Absolutely loved it. Abs fell in love with it. I didn't get to many games because I was away at school at the time, so it was a bit of an you know, it was great whenever I got the chance. Um, sadly, same kind of time, my dad died, um, and I carried on going with my brother. So my brother, a lot of friends, and we used to go to that. Then it became Kingston Hawks. We did a bit of, and then a bit of whole thunder. And then I drifted off. It's the same as anyone, work, family life. You know, I uh, just moved away for a bit, so I worked abroad, came back again. And to be honest, my brother started telling me about um, the Pirates. You know, he got back into that. He was going to the Pirates a fair bit. And then last year, he was kept saying to me, look, you've got to come. You've got to come. It's It's... It's not great, but we're getting better. It's a whole new team, you know. Come and see it. And I thought, you know what? I've got, I've got. At the time, I think he was five. He was just turning six. And I thought, okay, I'll see if Graham's interested. Showed him some videos, and he seemed really keen. Brilliant. So came came to the to the arena, and I tell you now, I stepped one foot into that building, and it was like, oh my word, it's the same people, it's the same color. It's the same music. It's the same atmosphere. And suddenly it's 1995 again. And I'm just sat there. I'd, and weirdly, I don't get to spend a lot of time with my brother either. So suddenly I've got this two and a half hours. I'm sort of sat with my brother in an environment that I basically harks back to these wondrous days of, you know, like when I had hair. And um, it's, it's just amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. And as the team's got better and better, uh, you know, you think yeah, it got to the end of that first season, you know, end of last year. And I thought, oh, well, let's just look at picking up, um, you know, picking up a sponsorship maybe. And yeah, unfortunately, my lad got obsessed with it. And I've I'm of the you know, I've got that nature where, yeah, I, I went in hook, line and sinker, unfortunately. Talking of those, should we mention those sponsorships, shall we? Because it's about a third of the roster, I think. When we sit up there on the gantry and we get our team sheets delivered to us at about 4, 4 p.m. by the, the lovely Jamie, uh, and we just see your your name there and there again. <laughs> I think it was, it started, so basically it's it all started, uh, G became obsessed with it. So he's got his, his absolute firm favourite and he keeps getting, there's other players that he likes, but he's got his firm favourite and that's, that's quite simply... That's fish. He so he's absolutely obsessed with, with Jordan. And basically we won a stick raffle quite early on and that was it. So that was him completely hooked. 
and we tried to get Jordan. And to be honest with you, <laughs> if Jordan, you know, if if Jordan's sponsor hadn't stepped in, it would it would have saved me so much money if we'd have just been able to sponsor fish, because we'd have just sponsored fish, got our jersey, G would have been happy, and that was that. And then you start to think about it from a business point of view, and my brother's sort of going, "Hang on, Salem's the first one that they brought up," and you're thinking, "Well, Nathan's going to get some goals." But then you get mentioned if he gets in the penalty box as well. So hang on, that that's got to make sense. And it just, unfortunately, my I'm very well known for my man maths. I can justify pretty much anything. And uh, yeah, it, it just kept spiraling, to be honest. I say, could, could we run through that? Do do we have? To be honest, we could probably do a couple of lines of power, you know, power play unit at least with, with your guys, but. I think if you look at everyone we've had now, it's it's yeah, it's pretty mental. Yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. Well, we certainly got we've got at least well, we've got one netty, haven't we? We've got we've got uh, we've got Dom Smith, so we can start with a netminder, which is good. We've got some D men, it's all right. Well, certainly. So you've got uh, obviously the sponsor of Brock Bartholomew. Uh, also, obviously, we're the sponsor of Josh Hodgkinson as well. Yeah. Uh, forwards wise, you have Nathan Salem. You have uh, Obi Owen Brutman. Um, yep. you have Owen Sobchak. Yeah. Um, do you have Deck no, and Alex as well? No, we haven't. No, ah, 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 okay. I haven't got Owen Sobchak. Uh, no, he's uh, he's oh, Keo, he's Keo, he? he's Keo training. He's my apologies. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, obviously Bobby Young sponsored by Keo training as well as Owen Sobchak. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You got Deck and Alex. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So Deck and Alex. Um, you have to make me think now because I'm I'm going to have to be very careful and not let anything slip about next year, haven't I? So I like you're right. Hang on, I'm going to have to really be careful now. <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously we've lost a couple as well. So we lost Liam Danskin, yeah, sadly. Um, and I don't know if I ever showed you the video of G sobbing in the middle of the night because Danko had left. That was that's the first. I never thought that was coming, but trying to console a six year old. <laughs> um, yeah, like he's he's not dead. He's he's just in Scotland. It's very weird. He's um, a lovely, lovely guy, isn't he, Liam? I uh, said, the yeah, first time yeah. Solway came down after he left, I, I had to go have a quick few words with him. He, he, absolutely lovely guy. I, I've got I've got about three signed jerseys that he's done for us. I've got a, from the, actually I don't think it's up there. Is it? I've got a cushion that he signed for G. He's a, yeah, he's a lovely kid. In fairness, and, and missed as well. I mean, it's a shame. You know, obviously, unfortunately, it didn't work out with fat. You know, with family and and whatever else, which is totally understandable. But a cracking player and a really nice kid. So that that was a shame. Um, I'm trying to think. So I think we've had nine, technically nine players this season, if you include the two that have gone. All oh, actually, in fairness, there's three that have gone now. But I think it is nine. I think we've got six left, so it's not too bad. Oh. I what I will say, though, on several occasions, we've managed goal scored by and assisted by. We haven't had goal, first assist, second assist yet. And that's got, at some point, there's got to be a three Viva Lavello. Yeah, it's it's going to happen, surely. I think I, I'll, take I'm it, gonna... I'll take it in the cup final. As long as it comes, if it comes to the cup final, I'll be, I'm, I'm all good. I'm going to keep an eye for that one on the gantry. Forget what, if we do get that, I will even call that on the stream. It's, um... it's, it's got to come. It's got to come. I'm sure it will. Um, and as I say, obviously, yourself, you know, and G uh, have got right into it this year. And of course, everyone's, you know, loved, you know, speaking to you around the ring and things like that. But um, over the years, as well as being a sponsor, you've got a bit more and more involved in the club. The first thing that people might know is you've been one of the masterminds behind this wonderful sticker book. Yeah. Yeah. That was, 
I'm not quite sure where that suddenly sprang from. It was, um, I, I just remember, obviously we all collected football stickers as, a kid, as kids, you know, the Panini sticker books. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to age myself horribly now, but I'm fairly certain I've got a Mexico 86 one somewhere. So <laughs> let's, let's not bring that up. Um, but it, it was that sudden realisation of there's loads of kids in the ring. It's a really, it's a great family game. But what you wanted was merch that was available to everyone on a weekly basis that wasn't crazy money, but you could actually make a decent bit of money out of without people feeling like they were being done over. And again, it, was, it gave us a bit of a community under DA, you know, at the end of every first period, there was suddenly a sticker swapping session. And that was that was mint, actually. I really enjoyed that weirdly. It was like being a kid again. And I think it sort of captured everyone's imagination so much so that there was threads on various supporters groups and chats of what's the 24-25 sticker book going to look like? Yeah, I, I think it's it's tricky. I mean, everyone's got ideas. Um, I think the problem's always got to be we've got to keep in mind cost for, for supporters. If you make it too big and too complicated... No one ever fit. I think I'd, I'd read somewhere that I think it's 90 odd percent of Panini sticker books that get sold never get completed. <laughs> and you don't want to get to a point where people are desperate. You know, it's, I think the fun of it was everyone could get it done pretty quickly um, without spending. Yeah, although then again, I did get some really nice messages from people going, I bought 14 packs this week. And you're thinking, oh, right. OK, <laughs> that's great. But Wow. Yeah, that was never really the intention. The intention was never to milk it. It was just to try and have a bit of fun with everyone. And I think they're still selling, in fairness. I mean, it's uh, I, the, the nice thing is um, we've managed to, uh, yeah, G, G can knock sticker packs together pretty quickly. I was, I've, I've even got some child labour going. I think I had Luca Lamplu at one point as well, sat in the, uh, the VIP <laughs> lounge packing him as well. So, yeah, it's all good. So if you are wondering where your sticker packs come from and wondering why you've got three Brock Bartholomews in a pack, it's G to blame. <laughs> it, it's G to blame, but more to the point, that's probably why at one stage again there were no fishes around because I think G stole them all for a while. I just suddenly found a stash. So, yeah, f fish was fairly, uh, was fairly rare for a bit. Next up here on episode 30, we are going to talk about um, last weekend's games. And for those watching on YouTube, you may have noticed... We're not just pulling tricks on you. We are recording this on a different evening. Um, Ed's not just decided to get changed mid-segment. Um, but let, let's talk last week's triple header, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll start off with the, the game at the Leeds Knights on the Thursday evening. Um, I was lucky enough to, to make the trip down. I popped on the stream a little bit with Gary Scott as well. But Ed, you watched from home. And it was, it was one of those nights where you've got to be proud of the lads, of course. Didn't pick up anything in the result-wise, but... You know, went there with 14, 14 players and really made things difficult for Leeds. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where it'd be very easy to just look at the result on its own. If you look at the result on a piece of paper, it's slightly disappointing. We didn't come away with any points. If you look at who we had, ben, you know, the bench we had, we were incredibly short benched. I think what's impressed me more than anything over the last few games, we've got this final, you know, everyone knows we've got this final coming up. The change in a lot of our players you know they you know that no let's face it they're, they're all adults but they you can see how quickly this team is growing and how they can you know people are looking at the future we know we can't afford any bans we know we can't afford to get caught out in silly penalties and and they were brilliant i think the, you know there were times they were being deliberately goaded into try you know they were trying to rile them everyone was sensible i think everyone gave it what they had and to be honest when you look at what everyone else has done against Leeds so far this season, 
we came really close to we, we were frustrating them horribly with a very short team who let's face it all played out of their skins for it um I, startling really i mean as you say the, the the result wasn't a fair representation of the effort put in on the night i didn't think i say open the scoring um and a, a goal a second period wasn't it and of course kieran brown puts them two one ahead on a 5v3 um, couple of minutes into the third period, and even then, it, it, it took them until the final dying seconds for Jordan Blaser to score the empty netter to stretch that advantage. They just couldn't pull away, even with a full lineup. No, I think that's that's the thing, isn't it? We seem to know how to rattle their cage, something beautiful, and especially you know, especially at the castle. And yeah, I mean, what a wonderful situation to be in. I mean, you know, you, we all remember what it was like last year. You look at that. No one would have given us a, a cat in hell's chance of being anywhere near them. You know, I think people were expecting. You looked online; people were expecting a huge scoreline, and you know, no, we we are. You know, we deserve it to be exactly where we are. We probably deserve to be higher in the table. In fairness, I think we've had a bit of bad luck this this season with some results. Um, but you look at performances like that, and yeah, absolutely stunning, stunning. Of course, you know, made difficult. Sam Town not available for your work. Bobby Chamberlain, Tom Stubbley. Uh, still dealing with injuries, and of course, Lee Bonner serving the final couple of games of his ban, uh, which takes us into Saturday evening's game and a away trip to the Milton Keynes Lightning. Uh, we are still the only team to have beaten them in that barn this uh, this season, uh, yeah, which we'll, is a nice we'll do little, it again. Don't worry, we'll do it again. A nice little chip on the shoulder, but uh, another one where obviously Matty Davis's post game interview, he was pretty happy with the performance. He doesn't believe it tells it tells the full story. Uh, of course, Sam Town are back in the lineup, but still missing a couple. Yeah, I mean, we're still short. And, you know, we've obviously still got injury issues. But, I, again, another scoreline that didn't represent really how much effort. And, and you know, I, we did deserve better than that. Um, another perfect example of how good this team's become. Uh, very easy for people to to sort of jump on. Again, you know, the scoreline didn't go our way. But I mean, you know, you can't not love it. I mean, what a fancy, you know, we're, we're, you know, we are now really frightening some of these big teams. And let's face it, we are one of the big teams now. We, there's no way anyone can look at us and not be frightened of us, even with a really short bench with, a, you know, a lot of the young guys coming through. But you look at the young, you know, you look at the young players we've got. And we said this before, we've got a really solid future. And even when we're, you know, even when we're technically backs to the wall, we're still coming out fighting. And, yeah, it's only going to get better, and that's the joy. You know, you can really see where this is going now, and and you know that's why it's such a joy to be a part of it. Really, it's it's you know it's great to be a fan. Because Tim Wallace thought that MK didn't really play at their very best, but the argument would be is we didn't really let them. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think there was um, we seem to play really really well against well drilled teams, and it, it really brings out the best in us. And and I think. Again, the joy of that is that's across all lines. You know, you didn't see a single line out there of ours that you thought, "Uh oh, you know, this this is a worry. We're, we're looking out. We're looking out gunned here." Every line that went out on that night held their own. There was never a moment where you thought, "Oh, you know, this looks sketchy." I thought we were absolutely stunning, and for what we were playing with, you know, who we had. It, let's face it. Talk about rising to the occasion. That really was. That's a perfect example. As a good see Emil back on the score sheet as well, and that carried into Sunday. Um, well, we said before we talk about the actual game itself, a couple of returns that really buoyed the side, of course, still without 
Um, Nathan Salem, of course, was injured on the Thursday evening, but Bobby back in the lineup. Um, obviously, Sam played the full weekend, but two people have been out for a little bit longer in Lee Bonner with the eight-game suspension and Thomas Stubbley back from you know his shoulder injury as well, which really great to see because I thought before the injury he was playing some of the best hockey of his life. Yeah, he really was. And, and funnily enough, came straight back into it looking really solid as well. Um, as you say, Towner, uh, again, class to have him back and and seems to be a really solid presence, seems to keep everyone in, you know, in, in sort of calm and collected, which is great. Uh, obviously, Lee Bonner back straight on the score sheet again, which I've never been so pleased for someone that was, you know, just to get that straight in, you think, yeah, okay, you know, off we go. And again, we looked absolutely stunning in the first period. Second period, it just sort of seemed to drop off a fraction. But again, we've we've had a busy schedule again, you know, and, and Solway seemed to be one of those teams that just can claw us back. They've been doing it all year uh, with everybody. I mean, you look yes. at who they you know, yes. they're a dangerous side. They're a dangerous side. And in fairness, the, I got some really nice messages from some Solway fans we met when we were up there. They were incredibly complimentary of our, you know, of our team and our players. And, you know, said that, you know, we fully deserved the win, which we did. Um, you know, we should have maybe pulled away a bit more. But let's face it, points are the points. We got them. If we don't have, you know, you expend as little energy as possible at the moment because, as you say, there's an awful lot of fixtures coming. So there's no point burning too many matches when we don't have to. No, certainly. So, as you say, uh, it was a strange one because obviously through the Thursday and into the Saturday, Matty was pretty pre pleased with the performance and proud of the lads in two defeats. And then on the Sunday, a bit of frustration with a victory because obviously the performance maybe wasn't quite at the levels that Matty would have wanted. I say it was that quick fire start, you know, four goals between the two sides in under five minutes. Then we had a bit of a, you know, a tough spell. This, As you say, they clawed the way back into games. We said this on the live stream to me and Martin, you know, they do hang around. They're a very difficult team to blow away. Um, mm. they, they can really stick in a game. They've got a lot of experienced players. And you saw that with, you know, when they scored with the empty net, uh, Callie Robertson's fourth goal uh, mm. for Solway. They, they, they know how to get back in the game and to really put you on your heels, you know, Put the game on tenor hooks, but um, it was an important two points, as you say, exactly what the, the guys needed. Um, I'm looking at either side of you currently. Uh, I can see some 22s, uh, Christmas and Pride jerseys as well. Jordan it's Fisher. Not, it's not subliminal messaging for Matty or anything. It's just, it is what it is. Uh, I've got to me mention Fisher because obviously he spent a lot of time, you know, on the ice this all over the week, you know. Uh, with some shifts on, on the defence, you know, which is important. Showing his versatility. versatility. He's an experienced head, um, particularly what you know when 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 he's short, you know when, when the guys are short, you know he's happy to go on the ice and do whatever's needed of him, and you know that's got to be something that Matty and the fans are quite happy, you know, pretty pleased with. I think the, the funny thing for me is obviously my lad's obsessed with fish. Um, absolutely, he's his hero. It's great, you know. The the weird thing for me is because G is so obsessed with him. Every time he's on the ice, G gets excited, but then you tend to watch him. So while a lot of other fans will maybe be looking at other players, they've got other, you know, other people on the ice, you tend to gravitate to this one that my lad's, you know, obviously completely obsessed with. And you know what? He hasn't had a huge amount of ice time in places this year, but I've never seen him not absolutely give it everything on every shift he's ever done. And I think that's one of those, it's it's so nice to see him get some some ice time, even though, you know, as you say, and playing in D, did a strong job. 
there's a couple of people, funnily enough, I can't remember which stream it was. I want to say it was Milton Keynes, it may be, but basically someone, one of their commentators did point out that he was a really solid D-man. I don't think they'd actually twigged he wasn't a full-time D-man. So that's a fairly decent, you know, that's that's a fairly decent saying, really. You know, he's, you've got to be happy with that. But as you say, he's, he's scored a couple of belting goals this year as well. Um, but one of those players that you can't, you know, he's just great to have around. Let's face it, he's, you know, he seems to still be a, a, a fan favourite amongst, you know, around the rink. You still see an awful lot of jerseys around. So, no, yeah. it's good to see him out. Good to see him out. No, of course, you know, got a lot of hockey history in Hull as Jordan. Um, you know, a lot of fans is there wearing those 22s around the rink. And he's exactly what, you know, Matty needs. You know, you've got to think last season in the earlier parts of this year, if we needed, you know, a forward who could do a shift on the defence, a lot of it was going Lee Pollitt. Uh, obviously, since Paul's um, departure in Jan early January, um, obviously, Matty's lent on Jordan a little bit, obviously, to do that this weekend, you know, particularly, you know, we have a lot of the guys playing a lot of a lot of minutes, and you know, you've got to say, uh, you know, Brock and Deck probably get through thirty plus every single night. And you know, if you can just give them one or two, you know, less shifts each evening over the year, it's probably going to pay a little bit back into their legs. Uh, so mm. it's obviously great that we're seeing that. Uh, next thing we are going to move on to is probably talking about that cup final because you know we've we've briefly mentioned it, but we've got to say. It, it's promising to be something absolutely brilliant. You know, tickets have been released this last week um, for season ticket holders and sponsors. Um, tomorrow, uh, as we record, um, the Thursday is going to be the ticket release for general sale as well. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be mission pack the rink, isn't it? And it's yeah, there's a lot of frustration. Yes, it's on a it's on a Wednesday night, isn't it? But it's always always going to be that way with league scheduling. It's just a case of. You know, that one night, let the kids stay up late or have a bit of a tired morning at work the next day. Got to pack the rink and uh, and support the boys because this is going to be one of the biggest games of the season. I don't want to say the biggest because we don't know what's ahead, but mm. this is silverware on the line. Yeah, I think it's... I think we'll do, you know, we should do well. I mean, I was, I was quite surprised with the last game against, Le you know, against Leeds on, on that week night. It wasn't great in it. Well, it was still decent numbers, let's face it. But, you know, let's face, let, let's, let's be realistic. People have got commitments and people have got, you know, so I dragged, well, funnily enough, I went straight to G's school uh, and said, yeah, he ain't going to be in, <laughs> he isn't going to be in at nine o'clock. Um, is you know, but they're they're very good, and they, you know they saw it as an experience that he can you know he can be involved in. Um, and funnily enough, he went in and spoke about it, and and that's one of the again one of the great joys of of hockey with that school link. I mean, the, the Seahawks have been into into his school quite early on in the year, so they're pretty keen. In fact, funnily enough, they're uh, they're on the back of uh, Dom's yeah on the back of Dom Smith's jersey as well as an own and loan. So it's. I, it's one of those things, the more the merrier. And that's the thing. It's like, get that atmosphere right, get behind them. And of course, the, the other joy of that is, as awful as it sounds, it brings the money in as well. And the more money that comes in, the more money we've got to try and uh, try and entice players to return or uh, or come across for next year. So it's win-win, it's isn't it? No, so those teams in and around us are the ones with a big budget. So you've got to find a way to, to battle them on that side of things as well. Uh, exactly. And it sort of links in quite well here because a lot of the talk this week has been obviously about the cup final. It's been about the away leg as well and, you know, journeys down there. And one thing we do have to mention is that going forward, um, 
we are looking at a revamp of the official supporters club and you will be leading that. Yeah, so uh, Matty approached me a while ago to sort of, you know, would I look at uh, helping out with it? The supporters club is one of those victims of the team's success, really. So it was started with the best intentions and started with, a you know, really, really well, came, you know, flying out the gate and did some great work. The problem is, while we all dreamed that the team would take off as, as as well as it has done, I don't think anyone was quite aware as just how much work was going to be involved for everyone. And the thing people have got to remember is everyone's got day jobs. You know, there's, there isn't a single person on that, you know, you know, in this team that hasn't got a full time job as well. So, unfortunately, I don't think I th- I, it certainly wasn't deliberate, obviously, but I think it, the, the supporters club was not abandoned, but unfortunately just was had to sort of take a bit of a back burner when everything else was just so hectic. So we've stepped in uh, the nice that, you know, we're, we're going to look at, we're almost in a bit of a holding thing till the end of this season with, with a few idea. We've got a few bits and pieces on the go, obviously uh, we, you know, which we'll, we'll talk about briefly. Next year, we've got an awful lot more planned and it's going to be, you know, it's it's going to be, it's not going to be any more expensive, but you're going to get an awful lot more for your money. Obviously, this year, people have still got, you know, discount from merch. They've had, a, you know, there's been, there's been a few events and there's a few bits and pieces. We've taken over, um, you know, we've, we're sponsoring Tim Lyons. So there, there's a few things we've done with that money that makes it sort of, you know, at least people have got something. Um, we were looking at putting a coach on for Milton Keynes. Now, Jamie, the guy that's put the um, the main coach on, he beat us to the punch. So it's one of those where I'd started to get quotes in and all of a sudden he'd gone on. So we had to make a decision there and the decision's really simple. There's no point in having two competing coaches of which then neither get filled and neither yeah, actually. Exactly. So it's fill the first one. And now, funnily enough, my, I've just noticed my phone's just beeped from the... Uh, the minibus company. Um, so, you know, we, the next plan is we've we've got, you know, a sort of either one or two minibuses lined up, uh, which will go to supporters club first if anyone hasn't got a ticket or hasn't got a way to get there. So, you know, that will become more regular, hopefully next year as well. Um, so that's the sort of coach travel and, you know, this latest thing. There's a few other bits and pieces. We're going to start looking at something which I've stolen from an American uh, hockey team, uh, which is called uh, Change Up the Lines, which is absolute genius. It's buckets in the rink. Anyone has any change through the week, chuck it in the bucket. And they've raised an absolute fortune for their club from just people sticking 30, 40 pence in. Instead of going to people and saying, buy this, buy that, you know, it's just, no, literally any shrapnel you've got, wang it in the bucket. And by the end of the year, they were they were putting thousands in. So silly little things like that, which, you know, that can be everyone. But obviously, we're going to have events. We're going to have Facebook, um, Facebook Lives, all kinds of bits and pieces coming up. The other thing, which hasn't been fully finalised because we're waiting for the stream details, but there will be streaming from the playoffs, uh, which we've got a pub in North Ferriby, uh, which is Duke Cumberland. We've got a fantastic um, venue there, which is, you know, so they've got a huge little uh, sort of, a, a, not conference room, but they've got a, um, can't think of the word off the top of my head now, which is really annoying. Room. Function room, thank you. I said it earlier and I'd forgotten. Uh, so they've got a fantastic function room that we can, we're going to use. So we're going to put the game on there, uh, or the games, and obviously have bits and pieces to to raise a bit of money, you know, raise some funds. So again, that's that's going to be a free event for, uh, for you know, for club members. And then it's going to be a, a small fee for anyone that isn't. So the idea being, of course, 
next year people will pay the you know pay the 15 quid and they get an awful lot for it so there's a lot coming it's going to take a while but you know bear with us it's you know that's all i will say is that there's only a handful of us at it uh we're, we're sort of slowly whipping up some more help but no there's going to be a lot going on next year i think it's going to be good but more importantly we'll be back to getting signing news and bits and pieces but i think the biggest thing is what people need to realize is the the big aim is to help the club by raising as much money as we possibly can uh and obviously all of that money gets piled back in we're now full, we're, we're pretty much set up now as a charity um so it's always there's basically a form of charity so we can get money into the club without them having to um sort of pay a massive whack attack on it and like so it's, it's all good it's all good no, I think it was only the past couple of weeks. I think Milton Keynes might have been. Uh, I think their supporters club presented a check to their team on the ice, and it was for thousands of pounds. And I believe it was eighty-one thousand. And I'm not sure what, how long that has been saved up that's for. A, that's a lot of change, isn't it? If you are collecting <laughs> in buckets, it's going to be heavy. But I say, um, there's a reason some of these teams have you know big budgets, and you know. But, and the thing is, but that you know, while we'll probably never manage to do eighty-one grand, there's no reason why we can't. And the thing is, what I will say is, I'm always in DA. If anyone wants to come and talk to me with ideas, I'll, you know, we're always willing to listen. This isn't something that we're just, you know, we're going to force stuff on people that they don't want. If but someone comes up with an idea that's, you know, that's easy, that's going to bring money in, of course we're interested. That's exactly what we need. That's the whole idea because it benefits benefits the club. That then benefits all the fans. So that's that's the plan. No, certainly. So, uh, moving on, we're going to talk about the player re-signings because over the last few weeks, there's been three of them. Um, Owen Sobchak, Bobby Chamberlain, Declan Barmer, uh, all re-signed and all on two-year deals, which is the mightily impressive thing because for this league, for a very long time, it was one-year deals because of the uncertainty um, that a lot of clubs faced. And we are starting to see it a little bit more around the league, but for Hull to have come out and have their first three major re-signings all on two-year deals is a big, big statement about where the club is going. Yeah, I think that there's a lot. We, we've come an awful long way in in you know in in two years. Well, not even two years. Let's face it. You know, in a year and a half. Um, I I've spoken to an awful lot of people from other clubs. And they're blown away by what we're doing, which is testament to what Matt has done and whatever, you know, what Joe's put in. It, it really is stunning where we are. And I think in that in that point where we are signing people for two years, it shows that we've got a plan, that they're happy with said plan. Because let's face it, no one's going to sign for two years if they think it's dodgy. Yeah, you know, exactly. they think that we're not we're not going to carry on doing what we're doing. So I think I think fans can take an enormous amount of confidence from that. You know, it's not just the fact that we've we've got these places; it's the fact that they want to be here. I think that's the joy. I think it's it's the more work that comes in with that. We've got some great young players coming through, which is absolutely fantastic. And then we've got some of these really big names signing now. Um, and yeah, it's it's absolutely great. What what a fantastic situation to be in at this time of year. I mean, as you say, last. This time last year, there wasn't a, a sniff of any of that yet. You know, we we were well into uh, well into the dark days of uh, of summer when there's no hockey, which is hideous, isn't it? Uh, well, I'm not looking forward to that again. Four months without it's gonna be. I'm gonna have to start doing these every day. Um, <laughs> but obviously, with the signing, cynics might say with 
you know, Bobby and Deck that, you know, the hometowners, you know, of course they'd be happy to sign long term, but you can quite see that that's just not the case, that it is all about the plan and the ambition. When you hear what Owen said on this podcast just a few weeks ago, that the thing that attracted him to Hull was the ambition and the want to win things because he he said he's it, you know, he's one of the older players on the team. You know, he's not got he doesn't know how many years left he's got, you know, where he wants to play hockey and he wants to spend those years winning things and, you know, playing in, you know, really fun teams to play in and have a great time in those years. And he wouldn't sign for two years if he didn't think that was the case. I think you're exactly right. I think the setup we've got is is bang on. I think, you know, the Going back to what I was saying about fans, you know, we've got a fantastic fan base compared to a lot of the other teams in the league. I mean, we, we must be getting three times, uh, you know, more than some clubs are getting, you know, at home games. It's it's stunning, you know, how many people do come and it's getting better and better. And of course, things like this will just bring that on. It's like, you know, it's because I'm sort of fairly new to coming back to it. Sort of Bobby Chamberlain was one that I basically hadn't really seen before. You know, he was, I'd sort of missed the end of the Pirates. It was, you know, I wasn't back into it at that point. So I remember my brother being insanely excited when when Bobby was coming back, you know, for this season. And it's that, you know, you've watched it and it's like, yeah, you know, I, I, you've, you can't not like the kid. You know, he's, he's, it's that, it's, it's the chirping, it's a bit of everything. And then as the goals have gone in, you, you just sit there and th- it is that hometown here, I think. You can't not like it. Barmer, funnily enough, when we were at Romford, he took an awful lot of flack from their fans. I mean, an awful lot of flack from their fans and took it really well. And you could see it was, you know, it, it, it doesn't fluster him at all, which is it shouldn't do. He's a, he's, a, he's a professional player. But as we were walking out, there was a Romford fan said to me, he says, I, I, I absolutely, he says, I despise Barber. I absolutely despise him. And I was like, all oh, right, that's okay. I said, I quite like him. He's a hell of a, a, hell of a D man. And he went, well, he's like a pantomime villain, isn't he? And I was like, eh, eh. he said, don't get me wrong. If he was on my team, I'd absolutely love him. And I was like, well, there you go then. And that's the thing. You know, you've got to remember, it's we're very lucky with who we've got. And to get some of these signings this early, that's going to bring, I think the nicest thing is, it's going to attract some other big names, you know, and put those as a possibility, which is, it, you know, it should make us stronger. It's going to it's going to close that gap to Leeds and, and MK and everyone else. So it can't be, can't be, it can't be bad. Can't be bad. No, certainly not. And I'm talking of Deck, I think it was the Macintosh Hockey uh, podcast guys on Twitter said when he resigned for two years that they believe he. I think they said on their latest episode he was the best English D man in the league. Yeah. I yeah, just yeah, had yeah. to. Fo- yeah. I just had to follow it up with a comment saying he's playing alongside the best import D man in the league, and they couldn't argue that either. Um, yeah, well, so you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I did, the one thing I did see that really made me smile, and I can't remember unfortunately who it was. But someone had just retweeted the the deck bomber and the the deck bomber announcement, and it just said above it, "Take my season ticket money now." <laughs> so yeah, it's all good, and that it's all good. Okay, we're going to finish up on the pod here. We're just going to talk a little bit about the games coming up this weekend, Ed. Um, obviously, you were at um, the Raiders game when we went down there a few weeks ago. The eight the eight two defeat. We owe them one this Saturday, don't we? Yeah, we definitely do. What I'm very hopeful that the advantage they had with their short, short and narrow rink becomes our advantage with our wider and longer one. Um, you know, hopefully we'll, we've got that extra space that we can use that they're not used to. Um, 
they're they're a, you know they, they seem to be getting some really good results you look at what they've been doing recently they really are you know they're they're on the up yeah they um, beat they beat Solway last saturday the night before we played them and they're in a they're in a tough battle at the moment aren't they because you've got Telford are currently in sixth. Uh, for me, people are including them in that battle. I think they've got a bit of they've got a six point gap to the other teams, and they do still have to play the Steel Dogs twice and Bristol twice. So uh, for me, I see I, I see Telford. Telford they're they're in there. They're they're definitely. I think they're pretty safe. It's um, you come down to the Raiders, the Bees, and Solway. You've got two spots to battle for. Yeah, I think. There was definitely a little bit of noise from, uh, I joined one of the Solway forums when I went up there just to try and get some info because I've never been there before uh, and really, really friendly bunch in fairness. But there was definitely a couple of messages sort of saying, uh, we're a lot, you know, we're a bit worried now as to whether they're going to, you know, they're going to get that that final spot. And it's, I mean, it's great for, it's, it's great for teams. It's great for the league. It gives you that extra bit of excitement. You have, you know, it's, I'm glad we're not in it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> It's always nice to, uh, you know, it's nice to know that it's a done deal pretty much. So, um, yeah, we could really do to give them a good thumping more than anything, just, you know, for, for a bit of confidence moving forward. Uh, and to be honest, having driven down there to, to 8-2 was, yeah, it, it, was, it would be nice to uh, see it the other way around, I must admit. And of course, Sunday night is uh, a trip down to Peterborough. Not the nicest rink. It's a bit of a tough journey as well. It's It's not the closest one. Uh, but a very, very good team. And of course, they're only two points behind us in the table in the race for top four. Yeah, that, that I think really that's going to be as, as an important a game as many we've had. If we can just get that extra two points from them, it gives us a bigger cushion. You, you're always going to be a lot happier with that. And, I th and I, again, I think we're, we're due a nice, you know, we're due the start of another run again. I think we'll get a decent result on Saturday. I'm pretty confident that'll run through. They haven't looked great in recent games, you know. From what I've seen, the score lines don't look, you know, certainly not in their favour massively. So, um, you'd like to think we can go down there and turn it on, as you say. Never been there, but everyone tells me that rinks, um, not yeah, the it's, yeah, it's not the greatest. Um, you feel like you are sat on the bench with the players at times. You're that close, um, and they have to go into a little dog kennel of a of a penalty box. Um, but yeah, <laughs> less, less talking about uh, Planet Ice Peterborough. Uh, more time really? talking about the games, but yeah, mm. it, it's, it's going to be an important game. I have to say that they're such a high powered offensive team. The worry for them often is, is on the back end. Um, so it's obviously something to really try and you know, take advantage of. You know, we look back to that very first game of the season where uh, I can't remember, it was a three or a four goal comeback to win the game. It was yeah, a 6 yeah, 5 yeah. victory, wasn't it? But um, it was the perfect start to the season, and you know to go there and do it again at this vital time would be a big, big stepping stone. Yeah, I think it, it would be nice, as you say. We're, we're chasing that confidence pre, you know, pre the final and pre the sort of run into the end of the season. So, let's face it, you know, the the, the end of the season is is coming thick and fast, and it's uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some guys ready for a break, but you know, we just need that one big final push from them all, and uh, you know, hopefully in the next. Uh, the next few weeks, we'll we'll see some silverware and we'll see some good results. And that's uh, yeah, that's what we're all here for. That's certainly the hope. Uh, but that's pretty much all we've got time for here on episode thirty of Hull Seahawks Behind the Curtain. I've got to say, Ed, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. Now, thanks for having us. And I say we will have another episode for you this week. I'll be uh, joining Matty Davies for a sit down chat um, about the whole the club in Hull. Really, uh, we're talking about the on uh, the ice. Uh, 
um, matters, as well as the off-the-ice matters. We'll talk about the latest updates on ticketing. Or, or we'll mention the supporters club as well, Ed, as I know we've mentioned it in this podcast. Uh, yeah, we'll get Matty's thought on that too. Getting better and better all the time now. We're, we're certainly getting there by next year. It's going to be mint. So keep an eye out. And I say, if you want to keep up to date with all the latest from the whole Seahawks behind the curtain, make sure you do like, share, follow, and subscribe to wherever you get us uh, on your podcast for, uh, formats, you know, whether it be Spotify, Apple, or YouTube. Uh, make sure you stay tuned because episode 31 is coming pretty soon. <laughs>